0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is something that happens, we exalt Him. It's not as though God is actually physically, literally exalted because He already sits on the throne of heaven. We can't pick Him up. Because then you get into the Shekinah glory of God. The glory which is the weightiness of Him. You can't even begin to support the God of all creation. There's something ha- that happens when we exalt Him. Because when you're singing that song, you've got to understand that He's being magnified in your mind. He's becoming bigger. So when we're saying we exalt Him, what's really happening is and our praise and our worship is we're finding out something new about Him and I believe that's why we assemble into the house of the Lord to learn about Him the more I learn of Him, the more I worship Him I'm thankful for times of praise when I I can tell somebody else about what He's done for me when I get in the presence of the Lord like this and I just raise my hand to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, I don't understand what you've been doing, but I'm thankful for it. Hallelujah. Somebody feel that way tonight in the house of the Lord. I didn't do anything to deserve it. Hallelujah. I didn't do anything to earn it. Hallelujah. But because of your grace and because of your mercy, hallelujah, you own the cattle on a thousand hills heaven is your throne the earth is your footstool the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to you ah hallelujah hallelujah your name is above every other name with the sound of your name every knee should bow and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord why because neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other heaven under name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved thankful because you're god i'm thankful because you don't answer to your people ha, hallelujah 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 mm, mighty god mighty god mighty god let's take a moment and just bask in his presence Can we do that Hallelujah! hallelujah thankful for what we feel in this place tonight mm, yes lord yes lord yes lord Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I don't know why that's one of my favorite songs other than the simple fact that that's probably probably my life story. Thanks. Thanks to Him is the name of the song. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you stand with me tonight in honor of the reading of the Word of the Lord? And let let me say here house of the Lord tonight, what an absolute... Wonderful, wonderful time it has been for me and my family to be with you all and so appreciate the kindness of Brother and Sister Bushnell and every individual in this church. I I was talking to my wife talking back and forth. I don't think we've ever, and I've I've been in this in ministry for probably twenty-five years. I don't think we've ever been treated any better than you all have treated us. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you The way that you treated me, treated my wife, treated my my kids I say thank you a million times over And And it almost sounds generic and cheap to even use the term thank you I'm deeply appreciative Blessed, blessed, blessed beyond measure You're a wonderful people God has great things, great things, great things in store for you Would you turn to somebody and tell them God's got great things in store for you He's got great things in store for you. Do you believe that? Now, did you just say it or do you truly believe that? Hallelujah. I'm not a name it and claim it and blab it and grab it kind of preacher. But I believe you can speak things into existence. You can talk about how sick you are until you wake up one morning and you're sick. go go in a short time to get there I better dig into the word of the Lord Genesis chapter number 13 and verse number 1 my wife and children usually are not able to attend on Wednesday night but they'll be with me in the house of the Lord on Wednesday night she said I gotta make it up to them Genesis 13 and chapter chapter 13 verse number 1 when you have it say amen Mm. and Abraham went up out of Egypt he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south, and Abraham was very rich in cattle, and silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel. Did you say Bethel, and the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, under the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. There Abraham called on the name of the Lord, and Lot also, which went with Abraham had flocks and herds and tents and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great you turn to somebody and say they were loaded you ever met people like that And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Adam, uh, from Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelt there in the land. I don't even know why that's there. Maybe I'll study that out and get to that. Why he just put that there, plugged that in the middle. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were there. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife. I pray thee between me and thee. Abraham was always striving for peace. And between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right, or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes, and behold, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. The men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. The Lord said unto Abraham after that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look for the place where there art northward, southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it to thy seed forever. I want to preach to you tonight. Whatever I do, I've got to get back to Bethel. I've got to get back to Bethel. I've got to get back to the house of God. Precious Savior, we love you tonight in this place. Hallelujah. We're thankful for your blessings tonight. We're thankful, God. Hallelujah for your presence that's settled in this place. Thankful, God, for your spirit, God. We want to be aware of it. Hallelujah. We want to worship you for who you truly are in this place. Mighty God, we want you to draw. We want you, God, in this place to let your presence run up and down these aisles. Hallelujah. Touching hearts and touching lives and touching minds. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to take for just a few moments and take the long way around the barn because we're, we're going to get back to Bethel. If you look at Bethel, I'm not going to preach a whole lot about the place, the proximity of Bethel, just 10 to 12 miles outside of Jerusalem. We're not going to talk about a destination point in actuality, but we're going to talk about the house of God. I want to be a part of the house of God. If we were making reference to uh, the house of David, we would not be making reference uh, to any proximity, but rather that they were born of or born into the house of David. Just the simple fact that you were a part of the house of David gave you certain lineage certain rights, and so therefore I find it necessary and important in the house of God tonight that I get back to Bethel, that I am identified with the house of God, not just simply the four walls, but I am merged with the body of Christ, that I become a part of that bride, that I am assimilated with those, hallelujah, of like Precious faith. If you are in the house of the Lord tonight and you have not identified, it's important that you become a part of Bethel, the house of God. I I began looking and as I studied through the story of Abraham, I looked in his life and I saw as he gathered his things and he began to prepare himself To walk away from Haran. I I look as he gathers his loved ones. I look as he gathers his wife with him. I, I look as he begins to collect all of the servants. He begins to collect all of the flocks that he has, all of the cattle. I look as he gathers up the gold and the silver and he begins to make his journey, just following after Jesus Christ. There is not a true destination, there's not an end result. He just heard the voice of God, and therefore he was tracking after that promise that was spoken to him of God. One of the benefits of being of the house of Abraham was there was protection. Another benefit of being from the house of Abraham was there was plenty, for he was loaded. We already talked about it. We, we, we know that being a part of the house of, of Abraham would allow us to understand that there was always food on the table. Aren't you thankful for food on the table? And so, identifying with the house of Abraham... Along with the servants, along with his wives, along with everybody that was along for the, for the ride, along with all the cattle, all the gold and all the silver, was a young man that Abraham had taken under his wing. His father had passed away. And his father was the brother of Abraham. And so Abraham takes this young man by the name of Lot and he begins to raise him as his own. He takes him into his own home. He takes him as his own son. He begins to teach him. He begins to learn him. He, he begins to cater to him. He, he takes him out on the farm when they, they've got the cattle running and he begins to teach him about cattle. He begins to teach him about economics. He began to teach him about what it takes to be a nomadic king. He, he pours into the life of lot and we find lot as he's there in scripture that he has along with Abraham he's got cattle too doesn't say anything about the gold doesn't say much about the silver but lot also had some cattle they were traveling together they were in the same home they were in the same house he was raising him as his own son the benefits of being apart The house of Abraham was poured out upon Lot just like everybody else. He he daily walked in the benefits of being a part of the house of Abraham. He didn't back up from it. He partook of it. He sucked it all in. He took it all unto himself. And there in the house of Abraham, he learned about all the things of life. He learned how uh, to, to rub shoulders with kings because we find it in genesis that abraham was just as comfortable around soldiers as he was around kings he learned how to be a statesman he learned how to be diplomatic but he learned how to put on his work boots and go out and work in the cows and he learned how to grow that cattle. He he learned through Abraham that gold and silver might not always stand. But if you got cattle, then you could always trade. Because you can't eat gold and you can't eat silver. But if it's hungry, if there's a famine in the land, you got to have that cattle. Now stick with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this. And so Abraham and Lot would go down through life, they would go step in step. Lot would just follow along, and then one day Abraham was looking out, and Lot was looking out, and there was a, a bickering going on be- between the herdsmen of Lot and the and the herdsmen of Abraham. Now, I want you to know that this mess was made simply because of the blessings of God that flowed down upon Lot. Lot didn't wake up one day and just decide I'm going to build a, a, an empire. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, set up cattle and I'm going to uh, duplicate them to the place where I'm going to overrun Abraham. No, 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 no. The same blessings that flowed upon Abraham flowed down upon Lot. Why? Because Lot was associated with the house of Abraham. Every It was the promise of God that everything from the house of Abraham was going to be blessed. Everywhere he set his foot, he was going to claim it. Everything that he come in contact with was going to prosper. And so simply we find that Lot, his life was led in the same way. He followed after Abraham. He listened intently to the voice of Abraham. Abraham represented the man of God in the life of Lot. Lot listened. Lot paid close attention. And because Lot paid close attention to the man of God in his life. He was prospered at every end. But then there was a problem with the blessing because the blessing grew to the fact and to the place that the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of Abraham, they come together and they began to bicker and they began to argue. And as they began to bicker and they began to argue, Abraham said, no, 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 no. This isn't going to happen in my house. I'm, I'm not going to have this. I'm going to have peace in my home. I, I'm going to have a uh, uh, liberty in my home. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a home where people are fighting, where people are, are, are at war one with another. So something's got to give, Lot. Something's got to happen. Now, we, we've got to either separate. Something's got to happen. Now, this would be the proper juncture. This this would be the proper place for, for Lot to come before Abraham when Abraham looked into the eyes of Lot and simply said, uh, Lot, we've got to separate because uh, the herdsmen, they're, they're not getting along and they're, they're not going to get along there's just not enough room if I was Lord I think I probably would have stopped there and I would have said oh hallelujah Abraham I'll tell you what you do you just go ahead and take that cattle because I understand the blessings of the man of God in my life and I understand that he gave it to me once God blessed me through the man of God once he can bless me again But Lot didn't do that. Lot said I'd rather have the blessings than have the men of God And the house of God. And so it was the purpose that took him away from the house of God. It was his purpose that separated him from the man of God. I want you to know in the house of the Lord tonight. You've got to have a love for God. You've got to have a love for the man of God. You've got to have a love for the people of God. You've got to have a respect for God. You've got to have a respect for the man of God. And you have to have a respect for the people of God. And it was that purpose in the heart of lot to grow to the the size of abraham i want all the cattle i i want it all i'm gonna i'm gonna reach a place that that i i i, I grow and when i when i grow all my cattle I'll, I'll be able to go back and and tap abraham on the shoulder and say see what i've done is his heart wasn't wrong it wasn't as though he was deviant in his ways he wasn't evil he wasn't wicked but it was a purpose that he had it was a decision that he made that took him away from the house of God It was his decision that separated him from the man of God. I I want you to know I, I, I pastored, but I've always had a man of God in my life. I've always had somebody. Is this okay? I've always had somebody that I called pastor. I've always had somebody that I would listen to their words in my life and take their counsel and take their rebuke. Why? Because there is a blessing that flows from the man of God. So Lot gathered up his cattle, gathered up his family, gathered up his herdsmen. He separated from Abraham. He went down with that one purpose. The purpose, my friends, was not his family. The family wasn't the problem. The purpose was not wealth. Wealth was not the problem. The purpose was not that Abraham and Lot wasn't getting along because they they were. That wasn't the purpose. The purpose for the separation was the cattle. So they separated one for another over cows. We we look and we think, well, that's, that's crazy. But people leave the house of God over smaller things. People get separated from the man of God. Over smaller things. And here was Lot and he was walking away. Now, now notice he walks away from the house of God. So those blessings of God were no longer going to flow through him like they did through Abraham. He wasn't going to reap the same benefits that he reaped before. Because he's left the house of God. And he walked away from the man of God. And so therefore there is a, there's a separating line there. Because I still believe that. Maybe I'm old school, but I still believe there's a blessing that flows through the house of God and through the man of God upon my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when he separated from that, he no longer had the voice of God in his life. He no longer was associated with godly people. And he found himself down in the valley. And he was looking there over at Sodom. And he was looking at Gomorrah. He was tending to the cattle. He was taking care of the cattle. The cattle was doing their thing. They were increasing. They were... were, uh, uh, growing and and they were giving offspring and and Lot was going to the market. He was selling cattle. He was making money. He was going. The exchange was happening and Lot had Finally realized, ah, my purpose is coming to fruition. This is what it's about. I've arrived now. I've gotten everything that I've wanted in life. The purpose that I left the house of God for is now truly come to pass. There are people that leave our churches every day, and they do it on purpose. They do it because they think that it's better out there. They think there's something that they can win out there. I think they can be increased outside of the house of God and uh, and outside of the blessings of the man of God. But I want you to just take a second and look at Lot. I don't have stones to throw at Lot. I, I I can identify with Lot in a in a lot of areas. My 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 life and and things that I subject myself to sometimes has to has to rattle myself because a uh, lot Lot I can identify with Lot. I don't do everything right. I don't do everything perfect. I don't always make the right decisions. But I can tell you this: if Lot would have stayed with the house of God, he would have been a whole lot better off. But instead, we find, we find Lot. And Lot begins his track through life, and uh, it wasn't very long till some kings got together, and they come and down, and they attacked Sodom, and they attacked Gomorrah. And here, when they attacked Sodom and Gomorrah, they got everybody around them. They took everybody, and they took everything. And here we find that the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah goes out to war against these other kings. They were overtaken. And in the midst of being overtaken, Lot was taken and everything that he had was taken. When he left... You better hear me in the house of the Lord. When he left the house of God and he left the man of God, he had to be subject to something somewhere, somehow. And he was subject to the king of Sodom because you're going to serve a master. There's going to be somebody in control. To not make a decision is to make a decision. And so here was Lot... He was holed up. He had been... He had been taken. He had been kidnapped. And here was a man of God. I could see him as he he crawled out of that chair when that that little servant ran back. And he told Abraham that Lot had been taken. See what you don't understand, hallelujah, is the prayers that are offered up to you that your pastor doesn't stand in the pulpit and tell you about. He just prays alone. He just prays bitter tears for your soul. He prays tears for your children. He Praise, tears for your very family. He goes out of his way to get a hold of God when you're in dire need. Hallelujah. And Abraham was. The man of God to Lot He was there to help him He was there to, to give him instruction He was there to lead him he, he taught him What it was to be a farmer He taught him what it was to be a nomad How to throw up a tent He taught, His father was already God He took him unto himself He taught him step by step What it was like to be a man And Lot here he's holed up He's held captive by the kings And Abraham stands up Hallelujah, maybe from a prayer meeting with God. He stands up and he says, Bring me my sword. And here was a man of prayer. Here was a man of faith. Here was a man of God that said, I'm going to lay that aside right now because I've got to go to war for somebody. Am I making sense? And so he got up from his prayer chamber and he put on a sword. Because there's times that the man of God goes to battle for you. No, 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 no. We don't often know about it. We don't know about the Spirit of God that visits the man of God and begins to speak into his heart things. Hallelujah! No, because he won't stand in the pulpit and talk about it. He don't tap you on the shoulder and embarrass you about it. But I want you to know, don't be mistaken. God speaks, hallelujah, to his man in the wee hours of the morning. Hallelujah. He wakes him up with bitter tears as he cries for you. He prays for you. He rejoices with you. He weeps with you. And sometimes he's got to go to battle for you. Sometimes he's got to be a soldier on your side sometimes he's got to be a warrior for you and here was Abraham he took that sword and he put it back in his sheath hallelujah he went down to battle with over 300 men he whipped the enemy up one side and down the other he brought back Lot he brought back all of his stuff he stopped there at the king of Sodom and began to talk with him you know what Sodom said here's what the world said The world looked at Abraham and the world said, take all the stuff, I just want Lot. That should have been the time that Lot said, hold on. He wants to take my purpose and give away my purpose. He wants to, he don't care about what I am. He don't care about my abilities. He don't. Are you hearing me in the house of the Lord? The world does not care. The enemy of your soul does not care about what you accumulate. He dangles that out as a candle, as a carrot in front of you. But all in all, when it's all said and done, he don't care about how much money you make. He don't care about how much you accumulate in life. He don't don't care about all the pleasures that you you go through in life. And when it's all said and done, Sodom's king looked and said, You can have the stuff, Abraham. Abraham, I just want Lot, I want you to know that he is just after your soul. Abraham said, no, 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 I'm not taking that because if I take that, then you're going to say that you prospered me. And God won't get the glory, so you keep the stuff. Lot, what are you going to do? Choice that he had to make right there It was a decision that he had to make He messed up the first time He was given a second opportunity The second opportunity comes And here was Lot And Lot, Lot just makes that decision I'm going to go back to Sodom and Gomorrah. The next time that we find Sodom and Gomorrah, we find a young man sitting at the gates. That man there at the gates was a man by the name of Lot. He was sitting there at the gates, according to Jewish history, because he had, he had politically uh, moved his way in to the place where he had become mayor of Sodom. He had become the ruler in Sodom. Now, I don't know about you, but, but I lived on a farm for a little bit. And, and there's some things that I understand about farming. Farming really doesn't go very well in the city. It's hard to have cattle in the city. Especially the kind of cattle that Lot had. And so I began to study. And when you begin to study Jewish history, they will tell you that somewhere along the line that 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 Lot just decided it would be best for him to sell out. And so he sold out his cattle. Do you hear me in the house of the Lord? It was the purpose that took him away from the house of the Lord. It was the purpose that took him away from the man of God. It was the purpose that dragged him into Sodom in the first place and here we find Lot and he's lost his direction he's lost his purpose he's lost his place and we find him there at the gate as the mayor of Sodom Abraham somewhere in a prayer chamber arguing with God, God, trying to change God's mind about attacking Sodom and Gomorrah when the angels come, still standing in the gap. Don't think for one second when you leave the house of God that the burden, hallelujah, for your soul is lifted off the shoulders of the man of God, but it's even heavier than it was before. Telling the truth. Am I telling the truth? I've had people that walked out the back doors of my church. The weightiness of it. The burden of it. Oh, God. Whatever you got to do, shake them before they get too lost. Oh, Lord. Whatever you do, stir up their heart. Bring them back to an ark of safety. And Abraham was having one of those moments with God. Would you just spare Lot? Would you just. Spare Lot. And those angels walk into Sodom. Who do you think they'd meet first there at the gate? Lot. And Lot begins to talk with them. And they say, Hey, we're just going to go out here and stay a little bit. And Lot says, No, no, no. You read it for yourself, you'll get the feel of the city when you begin to hear what Lot's saying, Lot begins to tell him, no, 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 it's not safe for you out here. I should know. I'm the mayor of the town. I, I should know because I'm in charge of things. I, I should know because I deploy officers. I should know because I got my finger on the pulse of the city. Why don't you come and just stay with me? Why don't you come into my house for tonight? Now, I want you to notice what happens next. They come knocking at his door. Hey, there have been some strangers come visit you. Hey, Lot. Hey, Lot. No, I'm the mayor. It don't matter. It don't matter. You was just a puppet, Lot. You've just been fed fame. That's all you. You've just been fed power. You've lost your purpose. And Here you are outside the house of God removed from the umbrella of the man of God, your purpose is gone. And Lot was hearing his own people outside on the other side of the door, beating on the door. I want you to know in the house of God what happens when you lose your purpose. Oh, so many times, I wish, I wish, I wish somebody would listen. When you sit down at a at a table or you sit across from them at a desk and you begin to talk to them and you begin to tell them, Oh, you don't want to make this decision. It's a it's a life-altering decision. It's a, a life-changing decision. Do you have you have you surveyed it? Have you have you looked and see where this road is gonna to, going to take you? And you? you try to be nice and you and you try to be kind, but really what you want to do is you want to grab them by the lapels and shake them and say, Hey, it's crazy out there, and you're fool if you ever leave that house of God but here was Lot now notice what happens here was Lot and his purpose was cows His p- cows folks he left the house of Abraham he left the man of God over cows so here was here was Lot on one side of the door and there was the men on the other side of the door And he opens up the door... And they begin to try to rush the door God smites him with blindness they, he shuts the door and comes back in they're, they're, they're calling out for these men, they're calling out for these angels and do you know what, what Lot does? Do you know what, what his decision was? Do you know what entered into the mind of Lot? Here was a man that started in the house of Abraham, here was a man that had the blessings of the man of God upon his life, the house of God upon his life. Abraham said, No, don't take the strangers, take my girl. talking about what happens when we lose our purpose I'm talking to you about what happens when you walk away from the house of God and oh no it'll never happen to me I bet Lot said that a thousand times over talk to Demas about that Talk to John Mark about the heartbreak that happens when you walk away from the man of God and how you can't wait to get back. Oh, talk to some of these men in the Bible. You go to your nearest backslider and you sit down with them and you have a good conversation with them. There was a backslider from our church when I was young, and he he had backslidden, he had backslidden bad. He'd walked away from God. He would sit there on a bar stool and he would dial numbers of preachers that he that he had in his phone and he'd talk. To him for hours there, sitting at a bar stool. I just can't find peace. They would tell him it's not in a bottle. Lot, you've got to hear me. You've lost your purpose. Your purpose should have been the house of God. He was set, he would sit at that bar stool, and he would witness to people beside him. He'd quote scripture to them. Drunker than a skunk. And he'd witness to them and they'd get up from that bar and they'd say, man, just leave me alone. Several times he'd, he'd knock somebody out because they wouldn't sit and listen. Now that's not a way to witness. But once you get it on the inside takes root and it takes hold upon you once you've experienced the presence of God and the spirit of God you think you can just up and walk away from it and everything be the same I want you to know the worst sinners are backsliders because they can't fit they lose their purpose and there's no place for them to belong why because the proper place for a backslider is in the house of God so that's why I offered the invitation to come on back to Bethel, come on back to the house of God. I'm not talking about a proximity. I'm not talking about four walls and carpet. I'm talking about back into the body of Jesus Christ. lot. You see, Lot had already, at this time, he had already went too far. He had already raised his children outside of the house of God. And when he raised his children outside of the house of God, they had merged with Sodom. They had merged with Gomorrah. Oh, there's plenty of people outside these four walls that they would love to come back to the house of God, but their children know nothing about it. They wouldn't even be able to identify. Why? Because some crazy reason took them away from the house of God. I've come to tell somebody in the house of the Lord, he left over cows. Cows. He left over cows. Want to help me? Can you help me? Too embarrassing. Can I borrow your daughter for a second? He was safe. come on, baby. We're, we're going. We're going to leave. Why, Daddy? What's, what did Abraham do? Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna do something different. We're gonna go in a in a different direction. Dad's working on some other things, and we don't think that this is as important as it used to be. Abraham just doesn't do things. He, he's kind of old-fashioned. Abraham, The house of God is not as important as it used to be to me. So I'm going to ch- chase after this purpose. Come on, we're, we're going we're to go this way. And he led his children to Sodom and Gomorrah. And the only true answer that he could give them when they asked But, Daddy, why are we leaving? Why are we we leaving Uncle Abraham? Why are we leaving his house? Why are we leaving all these things? Why are we leaving the benefits? Why are we leaving the blessings over cows? It was over cows. Can you hear me in the house of the Lord? How important is your family? I know I've preached a lot about it. How important is your family to you? Because decisions you make are not just your own. There's little girls and there's little boys that are following after. There's teenage girls and there's teenage boys that are following after. There's full grown kids of yours that are following after. They're watching you lot. There's, they're making sure that you make the right decisions. Let me tell you, ultimately, to me, well, what happened in the life of Lot because the purpose that drug him away, he was not connected to anymore. When he separated from the house of God, when he separated from the things of God and he separated from the man of God his children didn't even say anything about Abraham they said nothing about the house of Abraham we never read it in scripture where one of his children or where his wife said why don't we just go back to the house of God we've lost everything we've lost our city we've lost our purpose I'm sitting here, and the first thing I would have done, I would have been like that prodigal son, and I would have run back, and I would have said, Father, I just, I'm happy being a servant. Hear me in the house of the Lord. This is a call for somebody to get back to Bethel, to get back to the house of God get yourself attached back to the people of God get back in fellowship with the people of God why because you must be saved why because your house must be saved why because your wife must be saved why because your children must be saved why because your family's watching your friends are watching Would you stand with me? Whatever I do, if Lot would have just said, whatever I do, I've got to get back to Bethel. I've got to get back to the house of God. I pray in this area and in this community There are people tonight that are praying, Oh, God, I've just... Got to get back to your house. I've just got to get back to your presence. I've just got to get back to the people of God. I've just got to get back to the pride Their people. Hallelujah! Tonight, Then they may be your next door neighbor. And they're looking for a house to go to. They're looking for a place to fit. They're looking for a place to belong. Lot, setting in Sodom, had the answer. But instead, he decided, my family, listen to me. My family won't listen to me. I'm going to grab my daughters and I'm going to grab my wife. They wouldn't even listen to angels. He was arguing all the way with angels because where they were taking him, he didn't want to go. And they took them by the hand and they drugged them out of Sodom because of the commandments of God upon these angels. They would drag them out and they would look him square in the eye. And they would tell him, whatever you do, don't you look back. Whatever happens, don't look back. Whatever hailstones come down, don't look back. Whatever fire you see, don't look back. And what did mama do? Straight out of the gate. She turned around. Here. Here was Lot. Being drugged by angels. And his daughters. Being dragged by angels. Angels had to come. To the rescue. Because Lot. Had lost. His purpose. He had lost. Everything. Oh, for a second for everybody, if you would. Just bow your head and close your eye, if you would. Just to be aware. Keep your spirit open, if you would. Mm. Whatever I do, I've got to get back to Bethel. Hey, angels, instead of taking me there, would you please just take me back and deposit me at the house of Abraham? Because I know Abraham will take me back. i, I uh, I know the house of God will embrace me again. I know the people of God. I, I've been here before. I've been in this situation before. I know that they'll wrap their arms around me. I, I, I'm at a place of desperation. And I, I know that I, I need some intervention. I, I, I know that I need some help. And, and the help that I need, I can only find in the house of the Lord. I need some solace. I, I need some peace. I, I need some comfort. And I can't find it in the world. I can only find it at the house of God. Lot! Why didn't you call out for the angels to take you back where you needed to be? But no, you went your own way. Because you went your own way. You would see, if you'll read in Scripture, I'm not going to delve into it. Read it for yourself. Ammon and Midian was, was birthed out of illegitimacy they would haunt the people of israel they would bring the people of israel down why all because lot wanted cows all about the cows you say well that's crazy that's that makes no sense to me oh has anyone ever walked away from him? Anybody ever left the church? And you were so miserable, you realized you had to get back. I've never talked to people that come back to the church after backsliding and then talk about what a wonderful time they had out in the world. I never talked to people When they say, well, I wish I would have just stayed a little bit longer And and sowed my my seed just a little bit longer I I wish I would have just sowed my wild oats a, a little bit longer But no, I hear it time after time after time I wish I never would have left Tonight, there's an invitation for you To come on back to Bethel She's going to begin to play They're going to begin to sing It's an invitation for somebody Come on back to Bethel back to bethel don't let the man of god pray those prayers in vain don't let him strap on that sword and go to battle for you in vain don't let him petition god try to change god's mind in vain for you somewhere along the line realize the blessings of god wasn't the cattle blessings of God was a benefit of being a part of His house in this day and age in the hour in which we live this is the perfect time for the church to arise in days like we are facing in days like we have been through hallelujah with the political scene like it is and governments like they are and kings being set up and kings coming down With all of the unrest in our world today, the church is, my friend, the place to be. I wouldn't walk out of the church. I wouldn't leave the church. I wouldn't separate from the church. There's nothing that could tear me away from the people of God, the children of God, and the bride of Christ. Why? Because I find my strength. When I fellowship with those of like faith. I find my strength when I rub shoulders with them. I find strength when I grab their hand and I pray with them. I find strength when I know that I'm bound and they're picking me up in prayer. I find strength when I know that the man of God is on the scene for me. I find strength when I'm in a hospital bed and a pastor walks in and grabs me by the head and prays a prayer over me. Oh, I want you to know there's nothing like the house of God. Uh-huh. I don't want to just open it up to anybody right now I'm talking for somebody I'm drawing for somebody You need to make a move tonight You need to make some steps in the right direction tonight The house of God is calling The prayers of the man of God Is calling and dealing with your heart Come home, come home Come home Come home Lord, just leave Sodom Get your kids together And come back home Lord you've been gone too long Lord you've been wayward too long you've done your thing you went, you saw, you experienced now it's time for you just to come back home the doors are still open, there's still a welcome mat at the front door come on home, come on back to the house of God I beckon to you in the house of the Lord tonight if you're if you're too embarrassed to come down here by yourself, grab the hand of that that saint of God that's closest to you and ask him, will you go down with me somebody in the house of the Lord tonight God sent me to preach to you and tell you whatever you do you've got to get back to the house of God you've got to make it your priority again you've got to realize that's where your blessings come from you've got to realize that's where eternity is wrapped up you've got to understand that the house of God holds your future a church stood in the office and talked with her but what it takes to backslide in the church what her idea was of a backslider she said well I, I would assume probably after you missed a few months of church that you'd get that tag on you I said I'm never going to let my life get to the place because I'm going to try to manage every decision of my life because you've got to hear me in the house of the Lord there's more backsliders sitting on our pews and sitting out there because we are one decision away from slipping hear me in the house of God His grace and His mercy is overshadowing He's a forgiving God He's a loving God but you've got to hear me we've got to manage our decisions his last hours we can't afford to just come and go as we please and do whatever we can't do that we've got to focus on the things of god we've got to focus on the house of god we've got to focus on the family of god we've got to focus on the things of god and the man of god we've got to listen when he preaches from this pulpit we've got to take it to heart A doctor can only do so much for you. He can prescribe medicine for you. He can give you exercises, but if you don't take the medicine, if you don't do the exercises, you will not recover. The man of God takes the Word of God and he delivers it to us, but we've got to take the medicine. We've got to take it to our lives. We've got to apply it. Well, that doesn't matter. Well, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore for the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost has given me a boldness tonight we can't cut the cypher it's not a buffet living for God but the word of God is quick and is powerful it's sharper than any two edged sword it's parting asunder oh. I went to school with a young man he graduated high school with me we were both on fire for god when we graduated he come from lesser means and didn't never have much in life he had the same fire within him he loved ministry he loved to preach i tag team preached with him on several occasions he lived in my home for a short amount of time when i was young because he had no place to live my mother and my father took him in I remember conversations that would last almost all night long about the word of God and the things of God. You could see that light in his eye. He was excited for once. He felt like he belonged. The people of God gave him a place to fit and a place to be loved. He'd never really experienced that kind of love in his life, but somewhere along the line, because he came come from nothing, he made his decision that he was going to chase after the world. And he was going to chase after the things of this world. He was going to chase after the finer things. And he was going to align his life with the purpose that job and career and profession would matter more than the house of God yes yes he attained yes he wanted yes he's got hundreds in the hundreds of thousands and in the bank but when it's all said and done his soul is lost he's outside the house of God what would it profit a man if he'd gain it all, lose his very soul. I walked out of a prayer meeting with a young man. He was a year older than me. He looked me in the eye and he said, Ron, he said, God's called me to the mission field. He said, He gave me a vision, and I said, Well, where where's he calling to you, calling you to? I thought he was talking about Africa. South America, he said, No, God. God called me in that prayer meeting to South Korea. I think that's when you know it's God. Call me to South Korea. So I don't know how that's gonna happen. So I'm gonna believe for you. He preached with me. He stood right beside me. Prayer meeting after prayer meeting, service after service after service. The little girl came along. Kind of fond of her, she walked away from the church. He decided to follow after her. He got her. He married her. You're not living for God. What does it matter if you don't have the house of God in your life? If you've not had the privilege of knowing the house of God a priority for your life. There's faults in the house. I'm going to tell you it's not always perfect. It's not always right in the house of God. But it's God's house. If I ever fall, I've said it a thousand times, if I ever fall, I want to fall in the house of God amongst those that will pray with me and those that will love me and those that will embrace me and those that will support me. pick me up if I ever rejoice I want to rejoice with those in the house of the Lord because I know they're pure and I know they love me and I know they want what's best for me oh hear me hear me hear me hear me whatever you do you've got to get back to Bethel you've got to get back to Bethel if you're outside of the ark of safety I beckon to you run to Bethel run to Bethel, run to Bethel, run to Bethel look around you the world is coming apart and it seems run to Bethel, run to Bethel if you're thankful for the house of God would you raise your hands lift up your voice and begin to tell him I'm thankful I'm so thankful